What a busy session it's been. The US is definitely back from the long weekend with the US dollar pushing to the highest it's been since well before the pandemic. The euro reaching new lows and very close to US parity now. We've got big falls in oil. Why? Well, recession fears are front and centre again today, but there's nothing new there today. So why is it all happening? Liquidity, perhaps? And in Europe, the news is bad, including a strike in Norway adding to gas shortages. And in the UK, Boris is about to go. He's just lost two of his senior cabinet ministers and many more besides. So there's a bit going on today, even if a lot of it doesn't make an enormous amount of sense. It's Wednesday, the 6th of July, 2022. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, the biggest move overnight, and there have been quite a few big moves, but the biggest has probably been the drop in oil prices. Brent crude is down 9.3%, well over 10% down earlier, uh, climbing back from being below $102. WTI crude is down 8%, down below $100. Uh, It was almost at $98 earlier, but this is the first time below $100 since May the 11th, and even then, you know, it was only momentarily before bouncing back up again. Let's see if that happens this time. Uh, Maybe it'll just be another fleeting visit. Maybe not, though, because COP a bellwether of expected economic growth is down below $8,000 a ton, uh, which is the lowest since the early days of the pandemic. We've got a big increase in the US dollar. It's up 1.5% on the DXY, up to 106.5. It's been the highest in 20 years this session. The euro is down 1.5%. The pound has lost 1.3%. The Aussie dollar down 1%, down below 68 uh, US cents now. And bond yields are falling again, down 6 basis points for 10-year treasuries, uh, down 15 points for uh, 10-year gilts in the UK, 16 in Germany. Stocks are very mixed. On the first day back from the long weekend in the United States, everyone was clearly happy to push buttons because the, the Dow was down 2.2%, so was the S&P 500. But they have climbed back. The S&P finishing flat, the Dow down 0.4%, the Nasdaq is actually up one and three quarter percent this morning. Uh, we've got a clearer picture in Europe, though. Shares are well down there, 2.9% for the FTSE 100 and the DAX, and 2.7% down for the Eurostox 50 and the CAC 40. So there's a lot going on this morning. Let's get up to speed with it all with the NAB Sky Masters in Sydney. So uh, we're back to bond yields falling, commodities easing off, the risk sentiment knocking the uh, the Aussie dollar. It's well down. It actually was down more earlier in the session. So recession fears are heightening clearly. So do you think that is the whole story today? This is just a, a reaction to more entrenched fears of recession? Morning, Phil. Um, that seems to be definitely the talk overnight, um, sort of reading all the commentary that, that recession um, is the buzzword. Uh, I mean, for me, looking at the market price action overnight, sort of, it's, it's very hard to try and make sense of, of the price action. Um, news flow overnight was, was very limited, no, no, no data releases to, to, drive, to drive the moves. But um, sort of what seems to have been the focus, I think, for markets is just looking at um, you know, what's going on in Europe and um, concerns around gas shortages and what that might do to um, to European activity and you know what Russia does in terms of um, you know the scheduled maintenance that's that's happening on the Nord, Nord, Nord Stream gas pipeline. Um, and that's scheduled to reopen on July the 21st. But I guess that that's that's the big question mark. 
um, does it? Um, and if it doesn't, then what, what does that mean for Europe? And then we've got striking workers in Norway as well. They're asking for, as you might expect, uh, oil and gas workers want their wages to go up in line with inflation. Uh, and so they're on strike. That could cut supplies to the UK by more than half, possibly by the weekend, which means uh, in turn the UK is going to have less to export to, to, to Europe as well. Uh, presumably that is contributing to the the weakness that we've seen in the in the euro and the pound today i mean the euro now is so close isn't it to parity with the us dollar yes it, it is um and you know again looking at the the news flow overnight lots of talk about um parity now um and you know i i think i do need to to, to give a bit of a a, a sort of or highlight, remind people that um, the NAB FX strategists have been calling um, uh, for the you know, US dollar to hit parity before the end of the year, um, and it's it's looking like that that's going to happen. Yeah. So how does that change things? So US investors, for example, who are holding bonds or holding uh, FX, uh, I mean, how does that change as we see the, the US dollar just continuing upwards? And is it going to continue on that path? I mean, if, for now, I think that's that's definitely where it's heading, you know, in, in this in this um, risk off environment, um, in, in this sort of talk of recession in, in Europe, I think the only path for the US dollar is is for it to continue to head higher. And that's definitely, I think, what our FX strategists mm. are, are calling for for now. So if you've got that stronger US dollar, then that, what does that mean for all your investments overseas? If you're a US investor, what do, does it mean that you, you play less in uh, FX markets? And uh, do you try and pull all your money back onshore and... Uh, stick it in US equities. It looked like, for example, it looks like the NASDAQ today is the safe haven of choice for some peculiar reason. Well, possibly. I mean, possibly you will you will be doing that. But um, I don't know, you know, is is packing your money in, in US equities the, the place to go at the moment? I, I, you know, when there's talk of a possible recession in the US as well, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. But I mean, I, I do find it quite um, perplexing looking at market price action um you know one day equities are you know up bond yields are up next day equities are down bond yields are down um you know concerns about us heading into recession um so then the market thinks well the fed doesn't have to tighten as much so I'll, i'll go and put my money back in back in equities but I mean, the point is, is if they don't, if they don't tighten as much, then maybe the US doesn't go into recession and maybe they can't get inflation back down. So then they will have to tighten again. So it's all a bit circular for me at the moment. It is. And then on top of that, uh, you got the argument, well, look, oil's coming down. Oil is down so much. Maybe that means that inflation will ease off sooner. So again, that means the Fed doesn't need to tighten quite so quickly. So maybe they will avoid a recession. Uh, so there's all of these different scenarios playing out. Yes, definitely. And, and I mean, so at the end of the day, it's really it's really watching the um, the incoming data, um, and and you know we are going to get there's there's a lot of noise, and I think we're going to continue to get a lot of volatility, um, and you know, but ultimately, at least for the US, you know, it, it will be um, watching the the incoming data, and I guess key key for that will be payrolls on um, on Friday, and then and 
and then I'd say, um, you know, the the um, earnings season, which starts in the US next week. Well, as well. That, that is going to be the real sign, isn't it? How how well do companies think that they're going to perform? I mean, you say look at the data. The one bit of data that we did have, uh, the US factory orders up one point six percent month on month in May, uh, from zero point seven percent in April, well above expectations. But no one paid any attention to that. No, no, and 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 this is the bizarre thing. You've had. You actually, in the past 24 hours, have probably had um, good news on the economic data because the Kaizen PMI data was stronger as well. Um, but for now, just this, this sentiment within markets, they just want to focus on the bad news. Um, and at the moment, they seem to be ignoring any any good news that, come, that comes through. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, on the US earnings, I think, um, you know, it, it, it will be interesting in terms of what the forward guidance is. Um, and I think at the moment it's still quite elevated. So it'll be interesting to see what what companies um, announce. But maybe again, maybe what we're seeing in equities is, um, you know, sell the rumour by the fact. Um, maybe, maybe we're seeing the, the weakness in equities um, being priced in now ahead of ahead of the earnings season. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, other some other good news. Uh, you know, let's let, let, let's give all the good news just to make ourselves feel better. Uh, so we had the final read of the PMIs in Europe. They've had a slight revision. We've been seeing a bit of that lately. So the services PMI for the euro area was lifted. Okay, fifty two point eight to fifty three. Uh, so what, perhaps? But you know, it's in, in expansionary territory and it's going up. But the UK services PMI uh, uh, was uh, revised up quite a bit from fifty three point four to fifty four point three. Now that's quite a that's quite a move up. But this um, th- this uh, move we've seen in equities. So the the Nasdaq not falling as much as other indices this morning. I mean, I guess it's the Nasdaq's been on the toughest ride so far this year. Of course, it's down almost thirty percent in the first six months of the year, so it can't go down forever. And perhaps people are thinking if there's going to be a recession, then companies like Microsoft are the places to be. Uh, but what about the fact that we had this big fall early in the session today uh, on the uh, on the Dow and the S and P? And then even though they're down, there was quite a climb back. So it sort of shows there's not a total commitment to this recession story. I mean, people obviously looked and thought, well, I mean, it just goes to show, doesn't it? You, you're trying to understand what's going on now is very difficult. And clearly everyone else is in the same boat. You know, it's fear spread. And then people obviously thought midway through the session, well, it's maybe maybe not as bad as we thought. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's that whole point of, you know, you're looking at markets every day and you're trying to make sense of um of, of what's going on in, and, and you can't sometimes make sense of the, you know, daily daily ups and downs that we're seeing in markets. Um, and, you know, yeah, I, I guess at the moment there's, you know, I don't know, people thinking, yeah, maybe they're thinking it's it's overdone for now and, and it's offering value. Um, so I don't know. I, for, personally, for me, I, I struggle to really – um, sometimes make sense of the day-to-day moves. And, and I think in times like this, you've got to sit back and look at the bigger picture. Um, and, and you know, the, the, the bigger picture at the moment is is that inflation is still high. Um, central banks are tightening. Um, we know we'll continue to, to tighten policy. Um, but the question now is around activity and what that means for 2023. Yeah, and glimmers of hope. I mean, that's, uh, you know, well, I guess for every glimmer of hope, there's a sign of demand softening as well. But, you know, arguably that's quite a good thing as well if that helps keep inflation down. And then the China story. So the, uh, I mean, a story that might have been otherwise significant news today. 
uh, was the fact, you know, there is optimism in uh, talks between the US and China about uh, lifting tariffs. It sounds like that might be a bit conditional on the US side. There was a statement from the US saying that Janet Yellen had spoken frankly about China's non-market economic policies and the war against the Ukraine. Presumably a bit of, bit of that was about, you know, hey, you're buying all this oil on the cheap. Help us, uh, help us uh, sanction Russia. But uh, and those you mentioned the Kaizen uh, Services PMI, which would be good news. But uh, a city in China of 13 million people, Xi'an, uh, locked down today. And there's been other lockdowns over the weekend. It's like a never ending story, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, definitely in, in terms of China. So, so I guess that's the point that the PMI data was was um, positive news. But then the negative news is is the spreading um, COVID and, and the lockdowns again. So, um, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of news flow out there all, all sort of, um, not, not, not pointing in the same direction. And, and so I guess <laughs> that's why you're seeing all this volatility. It's all over the place, isn't it? Markets. Yeah. And it, then, it is all over the place. And, and then throw another one into the ring. Uh, Boris Johnson, I, I, I think he's going to be gone in a week. Uh, so his health manager, minister, Sajid Javid and the Chancellor of the Exchequer, Rishi Sunak, I mean, that was quite big news in the UK. They have both resigned and several other ministers have as well, including the vice chair of the, uh, the Conservative. Party. All this stems because the Prime Minister appointed a Deputy Chief Whip who has been shown to be repeatedly uh, engaging in an inappropriate sexual behaviour. The UK loves a good scandal. Uh, so I wonder whether he's uh, Boris is going to uh, live through this. He says he's going to soldier on, but I wonder whether he'll uh, he'll be ousted by, by the end of the week, I suspect. So throw that one into the mix. But interesting, I've seen no market reaction to that, to that whatsoever. I guess it's because everything, you know, because the dollar is driving everything at the moment, isn't it? Well, I mean, I, I think... I think, yeah, I think politics is 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 not is clearly not the focus for markets because there's so much else going on. Um, you know, it, it, it's really yeah, you know, what's going on in Europe, what's going on with gas prices, what's going on with with inflation and activity. Um, you know how how tight will central banks have to take policy? Um, and that's really at the forefront of investors' minds at the moment. Right. Well, we get on now. We get the uh, the minutes from the Fed today and also the ECB minutes. Uh, I mean, things are moving so quickly lately. I mean, are there, is, there, is there going to be any use, anything we can take out of it, either of those? Uh, look, I think I think for the FMC minutes, we've had a lot of, you know, central bank commentary um, post, well, also from the ECB so I'm not really sure that the the minutes will provide the market with any 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 new information, um, really. So so I'm not mm. expecting much of an impact from that. So no, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah. Uh, the ISM Services Index for the US as well. We get job openings, uh, German factory orders as well, which were down 2.7 percent in April. Uh, look, you know, we, we their balance of trade plummeted, of course, as well. So we I can't imagine that's going to be a particularly good read. And we, we know it's not great news anyway coming from Europe. So it'll just be a continuation of that story. Plus, there's a war on. Look, it only goes from bad to worse. Now, now I'm sounding too pessimistic. I mean, like, when I start to sound too pessimistic, that's the time for us to go. So I'll uh, I say thanks for being with us this morning. And uh, we'll catch you again soon, Sky. Thanks, Phil. And I don't want to see Boris Johnson go personally, because you know what would I what, what would I do with my Boris Johnson impersonation? It'd be useless. Uh, that's it for today. I'm Phil Dobby for now. Back again tomorrow morning. See you then. Fwah.